0: Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Jesus in my 20s podcast. This is your host, Pacific Mugawo. I am so overjoyed to be recording this episode. I hope wherever you are, that you are celebrating another episode of hearing about God's goodness, God's mercy, God's love, and God's unending care for us. So I'm wishing you an amazing day wherever you're listening from and also encouraging you to share this with people in your family, your friends, your co-workers and all people who are around you because the word of God is like a seed. That's what Jesus taught us, that it's a seed that is planted and it will grow to produce mighty crops. And it's not something you see with your eyes Just as a seed is planted underground, you don't see what's happening, but you know that a lot is happening to the seed. So I encourage you to share this with people around you. And without taking too much of your time with the introduction, we're going to be talking about the futility of human works, and this is episode 48 of Jesus in My 20s podcast, and If there is one thing that could have helped me so much in my journey as a Christian, this is one of those things. I think this is a key of knowledge that all people must hear and must know. Because it unlocks a lot of knowledge that you know about God. It's a key that you need. It's like the most powerful basic knowledge and understanding that all people must have and this is the foundation of all things that have been given to us the reason why i call it the futility it's because nothing that we do as human beings could ever earn us the grace the mercy the compassion none of the things that god gives we could ever earn you know The concept of mercy, the concept of grace, the concept of God's love, it's all coming from God, given to us, undeserved, unmerited, unearned. Me as Pacific, there is nothing I could ever do to earn the grace the mercy and the love of God. Wherever you're listening from, you as well, you could never earn those things. And I've been reading the book of Romans where Paul is trying to explain this to the Jews. And if you know the history of the Jews, they had the law that God had given them. And they thought that because they abided by the law and they were doing all things that they were required to do that they were righteous in the eyes of god and paul makes the case that that is not true he starts first with the father of all jews abraham and he says abraham was counted as righteous before god And he explains that he was counted as righteous before the law was even given to him. So he says it couldn't have been the law that gave him the right standing with God because he didn't even have the law. By the time, you know, Abraham was alive, God had not given the law. God gave the law to the generation of Moses who came way after Abraham. So he tells him, he tells the Israelites, like the law will not make you righteous before God. Then he makes another case of Jacob. If you know the story of Jacob, Jacob had a brother called Esau, and when Rebecca, their mother, was pregnant, they told her that the the twins, like the younger one, would be the one that would be blessed, and the older one would serve the younger one. The younger one was Jacob, and God chose Jacob when he was in the belly. He had not; he couldn't have done any works. So Paul explains and says, while Jacob was still in the belly, and Esau, God chose Jacob. So you couldn't say that Jacob earned the grace of God or the blessing of God or the mercy of God, he couldn't have earned it because he was still in his mother's womb when God chose him. So Paul is making a case to say that whatever we get from God, we do not get it because of who we are, what we do, what we can do, none of that matters, none of that counts in earning us anything with god whatever we receive from god it's because of his mercy it's because of his grace it's because of his compassion that is why this is titled the futility of human works and the reason why i mentioned that this is key to every single person it's because when we grow up Or when we look around, we see a lot of religions, we see a lot of people that say, don't eat this, don't dress like this, don't speak like this. If you're going to church, put on your best clothes, put on your best behavior, speak like this, act like this, visit the hungry, visit the prisoners, visit those that are suffering, those that are sick. And... They think that because they're doing all those activities before God, it's a check mark that you will enter heaven right away. (laughs) My brothers and my sisters, I'm here to tell you that none of those things that you do, none of those good works that you're doing around earns you heaven, earns you right standing with God, earns you, you know, the, you know, the name of a saint. Those things do not earn you anything before the eyes of God. What earns us anything before the eyes of God is Jesus Christ. And when you have received Jesus Christ, you enter into something called rest. And I'm going to read for you in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 6 to 7. It says, Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest and since those who firmly had the good news proclaimed to them did now go in because of their disobedience, God again set a certain day calling it today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. This is speaking about the generation that God wanted to bring into the promised land. He wanted to give them rest. But some could not make it to that promised land because they died from their disobedience, then God set another day for us this generation to enter into his rest and he says if you hear this preaching if you hear the message about christ do not harden your hearts open it so god can come in and give you rest and it says in in hebrews chapter 4 verse 8 to 10 it says for if joshua had given them rest god would not have spoken later about another day There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works just as God did from His. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience you know when the israels were brought into the promised land god had given them a promise that i will bring you to a land flowing with milk and honey i will give you rest i will be your god he made all these promises to them but some could not make it to that land because they disobeyed god and they perished in the wilderness today God has also set another place for us to enter the promised land, and He says, "If you hear My voice, do harden your heart, receive Christ, and when you enter His rest, is when you enter the land flowing with milk and honey, is when you enter rest from God, and it's telling us that we rest from our works." from our works i know for us as human beings we're not gonna like this message because we always feel like i have to work hard to earn what i earn i have to work hard to do this and this and this we always think that the amount of work that you put in is is what you will receive with the kingdom of god that is not the case the kingdom of god is upside down you cannot work hard to earn god's favor you cannot work hard to earn god's grace you cannot work hard to earn god's mercy you cannot work hard to earn God's forgiveness that is so deep and I I really want to drive this point home as Holy Spirit enables me and you know helps me to really transfer this knowledge that he has given me to you right now in this moment a lot of people consider themselves as sinners though they have accepted Christ. They don't understand that because they have accepted Christ, that means that they have been forgiven, washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, He then takes their place and He stands before the Father as your advocate. He's, you stand in the righteousness of Christ when you accept Him. You don't have to work hard to earn God's forgiveness when He has already forgiven you, when you have already been forgiven because you have received Christ the only thing that can cure your that can guarantee your forgiveness is blood and blood has been shed for you on the cross on Calvary yes we still sin because we have this nature in us that still sins but when we sin we don't work hard to earn God's forgiveness because he has given it by his grace and we receive it by faith and faith doesn't mean that you tell yourself, oh I have to do do this, this, this. Faith is your heart. Faith deals with your heart. It does not deal with your mind, it does not deal with strategies, it does not deal with ideas, it deals with your heart. So I want to encourage you right now in this moment instead of spending time thinking of all the possible ways you could get right with god thinking of all the works that you could be doing so that you can be right with god i'm here to tell you that the solution is jesus christ nothing more nothing less once you receive him in in your heart god has already justified you it says in romans chapter 10 that When you believe in your heart, you are justified before God. That means that the punishment has been taken away. And when you confess with your mouth, you are saved. And when you call on the name of the Lord, you are saved. As long as you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and was risen for your sins and you have been declared a saint, that's it you just have to receive it by faith and you rest from your works because God has brought you into the promised land God has brought you into rest rest means you don't have to work hard to earn salvation salvation is a free gift to you you know I see a lot of people in certain religions and I used to do that too spend time you know going to the priest confessing their sins and then the priest tells them oh go back and repeat this prayer 10 times repeat this prayer 20 times then you will be forgiven then the person commits the sin again and then they go back it's a cycle of always committing this sin and then it, you know you start to feel guilty you start to feel bad about yourself and then you say okay I'm gonna go visit um, you know the sick I'm gonna go visit the prisoners I'm gonna Go do good works, and maybe God will notice me and forgive me of my sins, brother, sister. God has forgiven your sins because Jesus Christ has taken your place. He has taken your punishment, and in exchange, He has given you life. And The solution is not to try to work hard to earn God's love or God's salvation. The solution is for you to receive Christ and to allow Him to work through you. You know, in the Kingdom of God, your will is the key. Your will is what determines who you become in the Kingdom of God. Once you realize that because you have received Christ, you have surrendered your life. You don't even have to think twice about releasing control over to Jesus and resting in Him and trusting in Him as He directs you, as He gives you, you know, strength over sin, strength over habits, and sets you free. Hallelujah. You know, in Romans chapter 10, verse 10 verse 1 to 4 it says brothers and sisters my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israels is that they may be saved for I can testify about them that they are zealous for God but their zeal is not based on knowledge since they did not know the righteousness of God and sought to establish their own They did not submit to God's righteousness. Christ is the culmination of the law so that there may be righteousness for anyone who believes. You know, when I read this verse, it really, 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 really touched my heart because Paul is speaking to the Israels, the Jews whom God has given the law, they are familiar with God. You know, we, we pray to the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob, the God of Isaac, the God of Jesus Christ because he was a descendant of the Jew. These people knew God You know they knew god from their ancestors they lived because of god's provision they were familiar with him so they were zealous for him you know that that is even why the people that crucified christ were chiefs were teachers of the law teachers you know they were priests they knew god and they were so zealous they were so passionate about God that when they heard Jesus Christ call God my father it was an insult to them because they revered God you know so when they saw how Christ would move in the power of God they didn't understand it because of their zeal they crucified him and Paul is telling them you are so zealous you are so passionate about God but your zeal is not based on knowledge you know we see so many religions claiming to know God. They are very passionate, but their passion is not based on knowledge. They do things that have no biblical root, that have nowhere in the Bible where it says, you do this, you do this, you know, but they're so zealous. They're the kinds of people that can fast, you know, three three days, but their knowledge is empty of God. and. Paul is saying you have no knowledge of God that when God came with the plan of establishing his righteousness and how to achieve right standing with God you rejected it and you wanted to establish your own so you did not submit to God's righteousness you know you're speaking to a Jew who is used to reading 600 laws and trying to abide abide to each one of them and now you're telling them the law has been fulfilled receive Christ and he will help you they don't understand because they're used to working hard to earn right standing with God and they want now to establish their own way and reject God's idea maybe because they think it's too simple they can't do it I'm here to tell you as human beings we're always gonna struggle with this because the things of the spirit they sound easy but a transaction takes place you know when I remember when I was younger, I used to love God. I used to go to church, but I had no knowledge of God. So when I would sin, I would feel bad. I would ask forgiveness, then do it again and again and again. But the minute I received Christ, my heart changed even people around you will tell you you have changed because he seeks to make you right with God and he works from the inside out you don't have to work so hard for you to attain it because you will never attain it that's your human nature you will always fail but when you allow Christ to work through you he enables you to be able to do those things and the things of the spirit require you to lose Control and to trust and to not trust in your own works because we have already seen in Romans in Hebrews chapter 4 that God has designed that you enter rest from your works and let Jesus take over. And when Jesus takes over, oh, hallelujah, He makes things happen and they happen so fast and so easily, and He's able to give you like a sustained growth where you don't have to fall and you know get back up again he helps you to really be set free from that sin and to live you know conscious of what god wants you to do you know some people may say oh i'm a good person because i check off the box i do all these ten commandments i go to church i visit the sick I do those are works and that is not what makes you right in the eyes of god what makes you right in the eyes of god is one Jesus Christ nothing more nothing less as we mentioned none of those works is what makes you right with God you could be doing all those things and still not be right with God because the way that God has provided is is the blood of Jesus Christ not human works because human works even if you try to be righteous before God it's like filthy rugs before him so I'm, I'm here to encourage you before you embark on the journey of trying to do right by God first receive his way of righteousness let Christ live through you and let him help you you know one thing I've been learning these days is trust and I've read in two different places that the trust that a baby has for her, his or her mother when she's born and she's so young and the mom is feeding the baby taking care of all her needs and the baby's oblivious of you know what needs to be done but still she lives or he lives by trusting the mom and that is how we are to be with God our father we trust him because he knows best he's the one who created us so when God says this is the way of righteousness this is how the way you you can please me this is the way you can be right with me and your sins be, be forgiven Is through the if through jesus christ and the blood of jesus covering you you trust it because you know that god will not speak of something that isn't true or that he isn't going to do so i'm here to encourage you enter the rest of God and be knowledgeable about God. Pick up your Bible, read about Him and be changed and transformed from the inside out so that you don't think that your salvation depends on your works. Your salvation depends on God and Him alone in His hand, having faith in His Son from His word. That's what He has declared. That is the way we must follow and because we trust Him, we do it His way, not us trying to establish our own righteousness because even if we do it, it will still not be enough to meet God's standard. Only Christ has been able to do that and because He lives in us, He enables us to do the same. But we must submit and surrender and trust Him. You know, I pray that this really helps you and changes you as it has changed me. God bless you so, so much. This is Jesus in My 20s podcast with your host, Pacific Mugabo.